0: Hey everybody, Josh Sheridan here with the Barely Legal Podcast.
1: Ego,
0: On today's show, we have Sean O'Brien. And normally when I start off a show, I will tell you who the person is or why they would be someone that you'd want to listen to. And with Sean, I could probably start that off with about 10 different conversations. <laughs> uh, you've worn many, many hats. Um, but most people know you either in the restaurant business or know you through the music scene or kind of know you through other ventures that you've been involved Just in
1: being around. Yeah. How general. do you, how do you <laughs>
0: identify yourself? Um, or if someone asks you what you do, what do you tell them?
1: right now essentially I'm a kindergarten teacher You're just uh, telling because me that. I'm doing e-learning with my son but um I I mean the thing I did the longest uh I did uh concert promotion and uh festival booking and stuff I was uh started broken mold entertainment like how, how over does one a ago. how does
0: one even get into that world I mean it doesn't um, seem like something you can just decide to do and start doing
1: yeah it well I I had like two, well, I had a mini life doing it and then didn't do it forever and then had like the real deal with it. Um, first, when I was in high school, a good buddy of mine, Manny Leto, all of us used to go see like as many shows as we could sneak into and stuff. I, I just grew up like loving music. Yeah. And I love live music. Give me, and, give me some of the um, early memories. Um, God, I mean, my uncle was like, uh, killer musician. He went to Virginia conservatory of music for drums. Okay. And he uh, went to school with like the drummer for Dave Matthews band. And he uh, did a little tour drumming with uh Marshall Tucker band and oh, wow. stuff, yeah. but he wasn't like even, he liked that stuff, but he was like really into like funk and all that stuff. So, and my dad, like our record player was constantly like inner vision, Stevie wonder, huge Beatles fan, not like most people's parents, my age. Right. So tons of Beatles and, who were some of your uh, first concerts, Motown. Uh, first concerts, uh, <laughs> Yeah. I I went and saw uh, Jimmy Buffett as a real young kid because we all wanted to sneak in there we heard it was like party time and like, yeah, guys would buy out, beers beer and beer, stuff yeah. so I went there for that but like to see music like where, that I was like really into um, I would say going, I saw Pearl Jam Um uh, I saw them
0: at Janus. Did you see the one where he climbed the pole uh, yeah. to the, the top yeah. and jumped off? Yeah. I,
1: I literally missed out on tickets there. I remember all of us standing in line to buy tickets like wrapped around the store right Right. when i was in plan it was like my sophomore year i think and 10 had come out and gone nuts and um then i didn't score a ticket and then somebody's older sister had tickets and like couldn't go got in trouble and she he he was like i snagged him let's go so i saw them i saw them like probably six or seven times i'm 44
0: so we're the same age. So, yeah, now, I graduated
1: right? 94. All right, so, so we can talk yeah. most of the same shows. All right, <laughs> yeah, good.
0: So yeah, I remember that. Uh, I, here's the thing is I can't remember if I was at that show or not. I've heard it said so many times about him climbing up to the top. And there are those Plus, things. You
1: swear you've seen yeah, it. You've like, heard the I, story did I see so much. Like, yeah. like
0: two days ago, a buddy of mine was like, did you go see Van Halen with us during the pound cake show? And I was like, <laughs> You know, I could have yeah. I at a certain point it becomes blurry. Yeah, I
1: definitely Um, I, I saw a lot of those shows. We went and saw like the dead when they were at the Tampa stadium right. when black crows opened up and then we all went to Gainesville because black crows were playing with like the dirty dozen brass band the next day. So I saw the black you crows, a crows with, of
0: that. with Robert plant at uh, Oh, right on whatever whatever the Tropicana was called originally yeah yeah,
1: yeah 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 I think it was just Tampa stadium the big sombrero yeah. or whatever No 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 tropi- oh, Tropicana yeah, yeah to the, the rays. that was like the Thunderdome right because the lightning like that. yeah, there
0: Yeah 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 crazy Um so anyway, so yeah. th- that was your your a lot your of that stuff. I
1: got taken to see. uh I got Billy. I once saw Billy Joel when I was young. Um, for my high school graduate, my uncle was a liquor promoter in Ebor and a beer promoter. So you've always so, kind of yeah. Been in the I, world man, of I was super of- lucky. I used to go to tons of his promotions. He'd bring me when I was underage. So sure. then when I'd come later, everybody was like, "Oh, yeah, he must be in. fine. Yeah. Let him in, and I. So I never really people would be like my first fake ID, and I I never had one. I never really I was lucky one. enough that I didn't need one. That's fine. And, um- but yeah, he, so he scored me tickets to the Eagles when they did the hell freezes over oh, yeah. tour. And I took my dad cause my dad was a big, I know like there's going to be so many people out there that are my friends that are going to despise me cause they hate the Eagles. You I can bring talk the up.
0: Eagles all you but, want, but yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, Glenn Frey is obviously a dick and stuff like that. I mean, He's there's like too, things you so, can't deny. Yeah, like yeah. there's certain, they weren't like the coolest, nicest guys, but some of their music's like, I mean, there's a reason people are super popular. They well, wrote some good songs. They wrote some good songs. A
0: friend of ours had a big house <laughs> party. Uh And he was a pretty well-off guy, and he had his own movie room. And I remember, I'm horrible at parties; like, I'm the last one to get there and the first one to leave. Yeah, and yeah. usually, I spend the entire party like in whatever room no one else is in because I just <laughs> I'm very socially awkward yeah, in big yeah. groups. But he had this movie room, and he was playing "Hell Freezes Over" the concert okay. film on there. And I wasn't even like I, I mean, everybody like knows the Eagles, but like I wasn't like a huge fan of them. Right. But I just found myself transfixed watching. They've best been on a hell the show. It was yeah. in Orlando
1: at the Citrus Bowl and Melissa Etheridge opened up and I remember even her she like she was like I know all of you guys are waiting to see it's been so long. She's like I'm waiting to see him. I'm going to play like four songs and get out of here. She was like cuz she wasn't that big back then yeah. really. She yeah. was just and she was like, you know, I'm going to get the hell out of here and they played for like 4 hours. The best story on I heard. Show.
0: And I don't know if this is true, but it was Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age. Was talk. I think it was him who was talking about because I could hear him doing the voice. How basically every every time Eagles decided they were going to do a tour, they had to send out a recon crew to go find Joe Walsh and whatever drug hole he was in, (laughs) clean him up, and then bring him back. Yeah, Yeah, you know. And you know, dude, dude just got oh, he has that look. He
1: has the look. I think the he's voice. on the other I side mean, of it now. Yeah. But
0: I mean, for a while there, he had that mashed in nose, and it was like oh, yeah. he bit off a piece of his tongue. And, and his talking would be
1: constantly like, that that oh, that you that
0: got those guys yeah, who just did like, more cocaine than right. you know <laughs> Colombia, and their nose. You need like
1: <laughs> subtitles, right, right, right. Him. But um, yeah, them and um. Yeah, and then after, you know, as I got older, it was stuff like going to see Jane's Addiction. You saw Jane's Addiction? Stuff like that. Yeah, I saw them actually. that's a bucket for me. I saw them in... My junior year or senior year, I
0: think. probably Ritual de l'obitual. I know that's not their most popular album, right? Right? Right. But uh, nothing shocking. But that was the big...
1: more popular when we were R- but like, our yeah. age.
0: You know, caught stealing and all that. But there was that one song, Three Days on There. Do you remember yeah. that song? Oh, where dude, it's got that I had a roommate because it was nine uh, year,
1: nine minutes long. I had this roommate that would get hammered, and he was like, after six minutes, you got one day left, and he would say that all the time. That's like every time I hear that song, I think of
0: that guy. Yeah, but it was a great song. I love. That no, song. Yeah, yeah it was great anyway, yeah well, that's that, one of
1: those get your money's worth in the jukebox things oh, where you play sure. those songs that yeah, are the yeah. long play yeah, well that's that.
0: you always gotta play like <laughs> for, you always gotta play like rush and yes and genesis yeah, 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 yeah. like 12 minute. Yeah, there was, or,
1: uh, you know, the, um, chatterbox used to have wide sort panic in, and there's this song at the end of one of their albums. That's like
0: 30, 30 minutes, minutes <laughs> and fuck like everybody's five out. of it
1: is like, <laughs> like chirping of like insects and stuff. And like the, the bartender gets so pissed when my buddy's turning it, it off, i pulling the yeah, plug. Be like if you put in that fucking panic song, <laughs> you'd be like oh, on that but
0: that'd be funny. Yeah. So anyway, all right. So that was high school. Now, um. Did you-
1: so we, I did some shows. Yeah, I got off track. So Manny Leto, who's now like the head of marketing for the Tampa Bay History Museum, right? He, uh, we used to go to tons of shows. A, a group of us, and Manny uh, started this thing our senior year called Little Palooza. Okay, and uh, it was local bands, and we did the amphitheater that's in Kylie Gardens now. Yeah. Like when it was like totally different and. Um, we did it at that amphitheater, and like Public Access came out, and you know I helped them out with it, and that was the first thing I ever did that had to do with actually like, you know, we went up, we get, like Manny got the balls up as a high school senior to walk up to these bands and be like, "Will you play my festival and stuff?" Yeah, and a lot of them, you know, recognize this from being in the crowd a lot, and you know they came, and this one band, Helium Bomb, that was super popular back then, uh, they agreed to headline it, and it was like, "Oh my God, Helium Bomb's playing!" You know, there'll it's, be a hundred people.
0: It, it, it's <laughs> funny because I've had uh. Experiences like that with this show. Like, uh, my wife is friends with Ryan McDonough's wife, and she was always like, Why don't you ask him him if you come on? And then I know somebody else who works at the Bucks, and they're like, You want me to ask Ron Kowsey? I was like, I was like, you're going to ask a hundred people and 99 of them are going to say no, but one of them will say yes. Yeah. And once you do that, you're kind of, exactly. you're, you're buying up a, a tier of, you know. Yeah.
1: You don't, I mean, if you don't risk it, it's like, it's never going to happen. Right. No one, no one's bringing it to you. No one's calling you up all of a sudden to be like, can I play your show? Especially when no one knows who you are. I mean, you get to that level maybe eventually,
0: but. Right. Well, the best it, thing yeah. ever was my wife wrote to, <laughs> wrote to Bruce Springsteen's PR person. Nice. And, and they like, emailed back and forth right was like he
1: seems like the kind of cool guy that would actually make sure people get I, replied i, I couldn't to have them. been more
0: thrilled just yeah. the fact that they responded to her emails right, like right. that's that feeling alone was worth the yeah. email but I, I thought that was and then the other story that i always I always tell these two together is that um you know uh we we'll you know yeah yeah, okay, yeah yeah so uh his wife uh tried to get him studio time with steve albini for One of his, one of his parties. And he was like, I don't, he's like, that's awesome, but it would probably just ruin the, the fantasy for me to (laughs) go screamed at by him for. (laughs) Right, right. Anyway,
1: it's better watching him do it to other people. Right, right, right. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. It's always better on being on that side. No,
1: we, their second ever show they played was our festival, Annie Warp in downtown St. Pete. And it was at Foo Bar. Yeah. And it was like packed where you couldn't even literally get in the door. And like, I remember. Their drummer was like, I almost threw up in my wolf yeah, mask, mask because yeah, it was like so hot in there it. and it was so packed. And like I said, it was the second time they ever. What was even the bar
0: right behind Janice? <clears throat> Not Masteries, but the one that's Oh, like it was on. like
1: the Tamiami Club or something for a while. It's the one that
0: faces the water. So if if you're walking into Janice, it's right to the left of the entrance.
1: Right to the left. Oh yeah, the Pelican Pub or so whatever. Anyways, I saw Clutch yeah. there.
0: Okay, and that was that for me. It was you could you could take a bite out of the air it was yeah. so thick and just sweaty and stinky and right, right. some. i mean that's the closest i'll ever get to cbgb or one of these other. no right yeah so. there were
1: those plays like the stone lounge here in tampa i mean there were some like iconic shows there there was even a local dude who still plays out but uh joe pop and some of his shows i mean back then it seemed like you know local music you'd get like 200 300 people out nowadays it just isn't like that as much anymore but i'm wondering if there's going to be a um, return
0: to smaller venues
1: i mean i think now because of what's going on you're going to have that i mean just because of capacity alone if you want to be safe and you want to get people in because i mean you know you'll have your dance clubs i'll pack them in you'll have those dumb people that want yeah. to get packed in there but like people that seem to i don't know i'm I'm probably being snobby, but most like live music fans and stuff like that, that would rather go see a live concert than just like go to a dance club and DJ thing. I think they're a little more like they're about the music, but they're also about like, I need my space. A bit more I don't know. Yeah. yeah a little they bit don't, more, uh, not refined, yeah. but great. I mean, you know, yeah. you got your punk shows where you want, everybody wants to mix some shit up and oh, I get sure. that. That shit's great. But when, I mean, there's going to be those things where people are going to want to like, you know, be spaced out and people are still a little nervous and people are still for wanting sure. to have a relaxing, com- comfortable atmosphere.
0: Well, I, I know, you know, this because you just, uh, graciously reposted it on your page today, but I had Scott Anderson from have good one travel he was in here last week yeah. and i was talking to him that if if some good could come of this I, I one of the things that i hope it does is it gets people more acquainted with their local music scene because the national acts are not going to probably be coming yeah. anytime soon maybe going and seeing your you know these bands who can play here without having to spend the money to go travel somewhere Dude, and
1: they're out there and they're it's amazing like our last year we did annie Warp in st Pete. we had 99 bands and out of the 99, I want to say, I think it was like 86 were from Florida. Yeah. And most of that 86 were like local Florida, like, you know, Tampa, St. Pete, Sarasota, Bradenton and, uh, Gainesville. And, uh, they're, they're amazing. You know, there were, they, it was as good a festival that I've seen. It doesn't, and I know I'm being like biased because I booked the bands, but I'm saying as far as like talent sure. and like, and, you know, just stage presence and the, the, there are bands out there that are as good as you're going to get. I mean, every famous band was someone's local band. Well, yeah, you know, I, so, I I mean, you know, it just depends how many eyes you finally get on you.
0: Yes, it's well, like everything in life. So much of it is luck. You know, you yeah. have these amazing bands who just kill themselves and develop a good local following, but never just hit it big, but right. they could, they could, you know, headline a tour as much as, you know, anybody else that's out there. So. Right. Yeah.
1: Or the self, you know, there's the self saboteurs out there that just never knew when to, you know, right. Tighten up to be able to do the national tour, or be able to, you know, verb-
0: it's well, yeah, there's a documentary I always talk about that came out recently called uh murder in the front row about the uh, thrash scene in San Francisco. Okay. And how Exodus and Metallica were neck and neck is who was going to break first. And literally it was a matter of like Exodus's album cover was ugly. And then, (laughs) and then Metallica got Kirk Hammett from Exodus and uh, Cliff Burton from trouble. And they just, now, I mean, they're the, the, right, the, right. the highest revenue-generating no, act no in the world, is, yeah. and very yeah. <laughs> few people right. know who Exodus is. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's funny, you know, in our lives, as much import as we put on these silly little stupid things, every now and again, that silly little yeah, stupid I mean, thing made all the difference in the world. There's
1: a band that we booked a few times, Diarrhea Planet. Oh yeah, and it's like they're amazing, but like, is Diarrhea Planet ever gonna get? I think humongous? they broke up now. Is that the yeah? One they with, like, broke seven up. Guitarist? They had five guitar lead yeah, guitar players. Yeah. They were amazing.
0: They were amazing. Like, I yeah, remember seeing yeah, that. It's like we, three different solos, yeah, and yeah, we
1: booked them at Crowbar twice, and I, I'm not even that big into them. I enjoy it when it's good, and they were good. like yeah. I could not stop watching. Like, yeah, every one of those guys is tearing it up. Five dudes right next to each other. So and uh, but that band, it's like, how big is Diarrhea Planet ever gonna get? Yeah, like, you're that name choice. Yeah, you're, you're, like, you're kind of pulling sure. yourself in and there's that kind of thing, but they don't give a shit. Cause they just want to fucking rock. And that's great. Right. And it's like, you know, some people don't have the need to be huge, you know? No,
0: there's honor in that. Yeah. For sure. And then I, mean, I, when I had Tom, Tom and I went and did Bubba the love sponge a couple weeks ago and he had a Max Sabbath shirt on. He's, uh, he was like, do you know that? And I was <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know if I do. He's like, oh, this is right up your fucking alley. If yeah, you love whole face, no, you're going to. Yeah. So he's playing. He was sending me the videos. I was like, this is badass. And so They were I, with
1: the Ned Flanders. Yeah. Indigly um, Doodly or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um. And then what was the other one that was kind of big? Uh, oh. They have the one, the one, they're kind of old timey rock music. Oh God, it's going to kill me. You're going to know who this is. There's a bigger show. Everybody talks about them. Titus Andronicus. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had that one album that was kind of. About I
1: know who you're talking about. Yeah, but
0: anyway, yeah. everybody always tells me about when they played there, like what a big deal that was. So. Yeah, they've they've
1: done Crowbar a couple times. Yeah. yeah, Max Sabbath has done it. Yeah, Diary of Planet a couple times. Crowbar's had some amazing shows. It really Crowbar, has. yeah, has had some huge acts. And then uh I mean we did okay go there and that was a sold out killer like stage show. That was unbelievable. You know what, my Those favorite guys are amazing.
0: My favorite crowbar show is Zootsmith.
1: Zoot Smith, yeah. Zootzmus, yeah they, I, they, they every year they have a good time with that so
0: that's like you talk about getting your bang bang for your buck man you get like about five concerts in one you know they get there at about seven o'clock and pay about three o'clock in the morning yeah everything from coolio to you know to guns and roses and everything else so uh, I'm skipping ahead though. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, you start off, you start off yeah. coming out of high school, did doing a Little the-
1: Palooza, and uh then we started uh booking a couple of other shows. We did like a for us this huge like New Year's Eve concert in the courtyard at Carmines, and like we, we were booking a friend's brother's band. This band, Toby, uh that Dave Drake. I don't know if you know Dave Drake. Dave Drake was in that band. He's uh he was in Red Tide, and he he actually uh, works at Crowbar. Um, but um. Yeah, and did that just for a little while for fun, and then Manny went off and moved and went to Georgia State for music business, and me and the other uh, partner Johnny did it for a little while. So uh, just um, just walk yeah. me
0: through so that I can understand exactly what the job is. Like essentially, just just making calls yeah. and saying, "Hey, we're
1: well." When you're managing bands is what, which is what we were doing okay. mostly. Um, because when I stopped and I started up again, me and Phil started as man broken mold first. We, we did booking. We were doing like band booking and doing tour manager stuff and stuff like that. And uh, then you're kind of just going, yeah, you're calling up venues, seeing, you know, talking to promoters, trying to just make friends with even bands on the bill, you know, and be like, Oh, next time, if you get a gig, if we get something, we'll hit you up like guys from out of town.
0: Like, so that's how you do it. You kind of leverage it it with other venues to kind of
1: just be friends. Like for us with broken mold, it literally started out. We did shows. We had this band. Nervous Turkey was the first band uh, we managed. And, Nervous Turkey got really big. And what we would do was we did shows in the courtyard of my apartment on Davis Island. Oh, wow. And we would do, and it's uh, Ernie. God, knowing Davis Island as I do,
0: the fact that you were able to pull that off. Never had cops
1: come. We did like four of them. We were super smart about though. You know, we were like, you know, a bunch of you live around here. If you want to get stoned, go smoke in your apartment. You yeah. Know, we got two porta potties. So people weren't pissing in people's yeah. yards. We yeah. like, we were like super, like, we yeah. want to make sure, you know, it was at, it was done before the sun fully went down and it started not so early where we were waking people up. Pretty much we every friggin' to, attorney in Tampa. You know, lives on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we were on the apartment side, <laughs> right, right. which is a little the wrong side kind of the of, tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, yeah. yeah. If there is the wrong <laughs> side of the tracks, the huh? Tampa. But, um, and yeah, we would do Ernie would do barbecue and we were literally, we would do 10 bucks and it would be kill the keg all you could eat uh, barbecue and Nervous Turkey would play like four hours and we started getting packed and then like the guys from Yeomans and New World were like hey if you guys ever wanted because I'm just starting to learn
0: what a scene the Yeomans on Davis Island was between the open mic and then with the Holy Terror and all these I didn't realize well, because that was it's such one a of big... those
1: things you level up, you know, and it's like no one's gonna book you at the 100 or 200 or 400 until you know you could bring 50 or 100 people. So you start at Yeomans, which is the small spot because they were cool and they were down to have bands in and give people a try. And uh, you pack Yeomans, and you hopefully go over to like New World or something. And then if you could pack New World, you move up to Crowbar. If you pack Crowbar, you move, you know. You just keep so there is up, kind of a, you know? a, a hierarchy? Yeah. yeah, and there's like that thing, like, you know, as a – There's like I got to play, oh now we can play at New World where uh, my morning jacket played here. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. And oh now I'm playing at Crowbar, you know. Right. I saw all these amazing bands here. And you know, you keep you know, it's something it's for a band, and then you become that band, you're like, Okay, now I can play at Crowbar and I can put it together a show. And or now, you know, once we became promoters, now we're asking people to play our shows instead of them asking us to play your show. How'd you you meet Tom? Um, through crowbar. Well, actually first going to shows at, um, the Ritz or masquerades when he ran masquerades. Right. I met him a few times there. And then when he opened up crowbar going over and seeing him at shows, um, cause like I said, I was, before I even did this, I was always going to tons of shows. Right. So, and then, yeah, then just eventually getting to do shows there. And then we became really close. I mean, he was in my wedding, like, Oh, really? Yeah. We're like, I mean, he's one of the best friends a guy could have he's like he's I, a good he's a good I teammate love that to guy have to death, yeah like, un, he's getting, god
0: yeah. I, I, people lately people are picking on him though well man. there's i mean it's a political thing you know yeah. if you
1: look at I, like Facebook, the second I see someone make a comment, I'm like, when I click on their page, it's going to have this, this, and yeah, this on yeah, it, you know? Yeah. And any guy that's ability. doing that with him, it's going to be someone that says, like, COVID doesn't exist. And there's going to be someone that's like, why yeah, are these people, be- these protesters and looters? And they're going to have an American flag picture. And there's yeah. going to, you know, and it's like, which is sad that the American flag is something that's Become thought of a, a negative now, but right. it's like, I just know I'm going to see those things. And everybody who ever busts his balls or like calls him a baby for like wanting <laughs> us to be safe and yeah. wanting to help people all over the country, like get their money back. Like if that's being a baby, I mean, everybody should be a baby. Like everybody should cry and uh, get Well, The other thing that's funny like, about
0: it though, is if you saw him in person, I dare you to fucking say, yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> you know, right. Like, yeah. It's easy to do on Mr. your computer. Tuesday night. Yeah. Off the top rope. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, he, he's, a, no. you know, his, his how he looks he's a great he guy has, to have
1: in your corner and that's 100%. the thing is like you know in person but I, like you know it's not just words the guy is full action he is ready to go now how work. is it
0: for you doing stuff at different venues within Ebor within Tampa like is there a is there kind of a loyalty issue there The the, 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 the analogy that I'll use is about 80 pounds ago, I was really into jujitsu. Right. And you go to your school and you can visit another school, but you can't train at another school. And you got, it's very much,
1: there's certain rules. Like, you know how there's like the unwritten rules of baseball. People always talk about, there's like the unwritten rules of promoting where it's like, you know, if a band is played, at this venue before you usually when they come back give that venue the option unless the band sometimes the band's like we've outgrown that right or or we hate that sound guy right or we want a stage instead of playing on a floor now or blah blah blah. so sometimes it's not your and you got it you go like if you're if you're like we were always broken mold like what i was happy with us is we were always like up front we would tell people you know this is about to happen or we're doing this and you know you go to the venue and you're like listen i'm about to announce a show and i know they played here before but they don't want to play it seems We're very sorry. political. like to it's steer them this real way. It's really easy to get, get someone butt hurt with you. Oh, no, it is. Band, other promoters, like if an agent comes to you and they're like, I want to book this band, and you're like, well, didn't so-and-so do them last time? And they're like, he sucked. He didn't do it right. Or we didn't like the way he promoted. Right. Or he like did this or that. And you're not going to turn it down. The band's coming. right? And if it did a good show, you're like, all right, I'll take him. Then you have to call that guy and be like, listen, the agent just hit me up and said – they don't want to use you as a promoter. We're going to do the show this time around. And you know, that happens sometimes. Yeah. Other times, you know, there are some, you know, disrespectful promoters that'll go after a band, even though they know you were the promoter that booked them and stuff like that. So, you know, there's, there's, like I said, it's unwritten. You could do whatever you want, but it's like how, how much you want to work in a city, how you want to be thought of amongst the people in your business. And, that's kind of how you got to ride it.
0: Now, are you dealing directly with bands or are you dealing with their agents? Are you dealing? It, it really depends.
1: Different? I always tell people, people are like, so how does a concert work? And it's like, it really,
0: it, each time it, is everyone's
1: different. a total different time. If some bands have an agent, some bands are local or don't, even some national bands. Like when we booked Cody chestnut for, um, Oh wow. For, tropical heat wave he was booking himself essentially he was like i don't care i yeah. like i mean bill murray books himself for i oh, know he's the got a fucking answer movie. machine yeah. Or whatever yeah like you know some people are like i don't care then there's some people that are have an agent or a manager there's local bands that sometimes are like talk to my agent like keith ulrey's famous for like if you're a band that lives anywhere around this area and you <laughs> tell me to talk to an agent i'm just not gonna book you yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's like i could just talk to the band you're not that big you want to have your agent call someone in north carolina or atlanta and get you a show or this or that that's fine but he's like if you're a local band and you try to send me to an agent i'm gonna tell you that's fine I he's another
0: you. great way well, i actually i just uh i'm i'm suffering from the fact that my office is so close to his
1: <laughs> establishment yeah, yeah you yeah. know
0: when i have an hour to kill I, i'm usually 100 100 dollars lighter yeah, than i I've was.
1: finally had to break my vinyl habit now i'm back like with comic books like a little kid but vinyl like i had a pretty insane collection for a while there it's- I've pared it down to like 120 of like my favorite
0: Things. yeah well that's that's smart yeah I, I i put it off forever and ever and ever because i dumped so much money into cds and then i thought with spotify i was i was uh, you know i'd cut the cord from yeah. some <laughs> tangible music right, but then right. uh my wife and i a couple not last year but the year before we went up to Asheville, and we happened to be up there during one of the record store days and my wife loves to sleep in and I'm, I usually like six o'clock. I can't sleep anymore. So I was like, I'm going to Uber to this record store and got a couple things. And it was just like that that gateway just like fuck
1: (laughs) that's what happened to me with the comic book thing is I went on my bachelor party to Atlanta and I had had so many records. I went to this record store and there was nothing I really needed or wanted that they had. And they had all these comics. I'm like, well, driving back home is going to be a few hours. I'll just take something to read real quick. And all of a sudden, uh, next thing you know, I'm like buying a few more and I'm like, Oh my God, what's wrong with me? What
0: was your comic book store growing up? um, Did you ever go to Wilson's uh, bookstore over in uh, St. Pete?
1: No, I went, there was um, green, green shift. Because okay. I was in I was in Tampa, so Green Shift was my one, and then there was one that was in like Britain Plaza. But I didn't move to Tampa until I was like thirteen. So, Where'd you move from? I uh, Connecticut. I oh really? Connecticut. Yeah, I grew up in Connecticut. Okay. Um, well, partially grew up in Connecticut, and then every summer I would go back for almost the whole summer because I was like, I'm never gonna live in Florida all my life. And now I'm 44, and I've never left since then. But when I was a kid, I'm like, this is just. Until I get out of high school, and then I'm moving right back up north.
0: Florida's a but, Florida is a, a dynamic and just kind of
1: it gets you. It's weird. <laughs> it's
0: very weird. Yeah. Uh, for a lot of my youth, I was absolutely certain I was. Did you grow live up here, in born Saint and Pete, raised? St. Pete. Okay. Born and raised. I, the only time I didn't live here was when I went to. UCF in Orlando. For I went to UCF years. for a couple of years. I'm not okay, a graduate, but I was there a few years. What years were you there? Uh, 94,
1: 95, and 95, okay, we 96. We were there together. We were okay. there together, yeah. I um, lived at CVI.
0: I lived at CBI. Really? Oh, we might oh have hustle pool together. Oh my gosh! Had that crack in the table. Yeah, yeah, you had to yeah. Play the crack it was the worst it. pool table ever. I used to hustle right
1: next to their little like store, like restaurant that it would deliver at nights or whatever. Oh they yeah, had. and then there, next yeah. to that was
0: the cafeteria where the footballs because the football, the football yeah. team lived there. No, right? Yeah, and they yeah. They would just pile their plates up. Oh dude,
1: I, that's who I lived with. All those guys because that's I was hilarious. To, yeah, were I, you I, there in '94?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, so I spent a lot of time. So I didn't have a car my first year. So I remember I would ride my bike to and from school and there was that big hill that you yeah, 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 down. Yeah, yeah. I used to love bombing that hill on my beach cruiser. <laughs> but then uh, I would I would hustle pool with the football players. I would do. I remember we didn't have laptops yet. I had a word processor and I would write. Oh,
1: yeah. I had no computer back then. I like would that. write
0: papers for the basketball team. And then across the street where that movie theater was, there was a seat. There was a record shop there. I used to blow so much. I money used to that. work
1: the door. There was, a, I was in the uh, Caribbean student union Okay, with that because I I worked, I had a student uh, to, I worked at the campus to get okay. money or whatever. I can't yeah. even remember what that was called anymore, but to like pay for some of your school. Right. And uh, they had me on the information desk, which is like as a freshman at school, while you're working at there, they gave me like a folder and they're like, this is every phone number in every location. Yeah. Just point to this. And, uh, and almost everybody that worked there was from the Caribbean for some reason. Interesting. And uh they were like, you want to join the Caribbean studio? And I'm like, dude, I'm like as well as can be. Off the Disney, how They're, like yeah. they very
0: national. Like- yeah,
1: I don't know. They, I was like, I'm as wise as can be. They're like, you don't have to be from it. You could just go. So yeah. I started going to a lot of their parties and I ended up working the door and they had like this original Jamaican Me Crazy night and I would work the door for this one DJ some job. sweet ganja.
0: And, and it, it was the great. Dude, guy, all, the, and- all the
1: guys from the football team, because we all lived together, they would all come over and uh, I would let them all in, and then it would just, yeah, it was a fun time. Did you ever go down that's to that's why church? I didn't graduate? From well, yeah, this, yeah,
0: yeah. Did you ever go down to Church Street? Uh,
1: not much, yeah. We didn't get we didn't do that that much. I went to uh. A few was shows. One that was, but, yeah. So it's
0: university is the one that drives right into the school. It Was Colonial, I think. There was a big club there on Colonial, and I remember the frat house was a big I club. It. There. I remember there was something with there was a Dante Culpepper Because we used to
1: there, go. And, well, we used to go with Dante because Dante could get him free, and they would serve him, and it was like all the. I used to play basketball like, with him in the English yeah, building. He was yeah, a badass yeah. basketball. Player, oh no, so. he was great. He was an insane baseball player. He yeah. got drafted. He used to. I caught like messing around, catching him and stuff. And dude, he used to like throw heat he was he was an all-around amazing athlete i blew that school up i mean he put him on the map
0: oh i i, I, I haven't been back yeah. in ages but i've heard it's unrecognizable now yeah yeah
1: like two years after i went there they put a bar on campus or whatever yeah. and i just remember thinking to myself i might have actually gone to class i I, rem-
0: I vaguely remember that towards the end of my time yeah. there and the other thing that used to be fun though is to go watch the games. What's the, what, where did they, was the f- football team? What's the field called?
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, well, when I played, they would play at the Citrus Bowl a lot because they didn't have Citrus the Citrus Bowl.
0: That's what I'm talking about. And they had that big fucking yeah. lake there and everybody yeah, would end yeah. up getting shit faced and swimming in the lake and hitting golf balls into the lake. And
1: I remember the second year we went there where they played, a, uh, it was Dante's first year and, uh, played Hawaii. And that was like, I remember that thing, game because all the players were like, we're going to fucking Hawaii. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so, it was, yeah. I wanted to go to
0: that. that was, yeah. Day. That was kind of the beginning of them kind of yeah turning into a legend Went legitimate- to Florida state and yeah.
1: Florida. We were like, actually like just a field goal away at halftime. And that was like a huge deal. Like Dante had played amazing. And
0: I think Daniel Tosh was, there around that time. Tosh point yeah, And then I also so. the guys, I always mention this is like the claims to fame that I know of for UCF, then the guys who did the Blair Witch project. Yeah. And
1: the dude who created uh what's the taco place that's uh Oh Tijuana Flats. Tijuana Flats. Yeah, that, that started kid, out. That
0: kid was there too. That's right. Yeah. There you go. Tacos, Blair Witch. I know. There you Tosh go. Tacos what else is horror- there? Da- Dante Culpepper Dante Culpepper he's got to be retired by now oh right? yeah, yeah yeah way retired way. yeah, yeah. I, I, I always forget how old I am like I, do you dude, remember when like me. football players were older than you the like, only
1: thing that reminds me how old I am is kids when I re- reference them they're like what the hell are you talking oh, about I'm like okay. oh
0: right yeah no one you have no clue so <laughs> I about every 10 years try and get back into skateboarding that's right. something that happens to me <laughs> and so I'll go to skate park in Tampa the first and fall I, <laughs> yeah and I don't realize I'm 6 foot 4 285 five pounds and to me i'm like yeah just fucking right, mind right. some shit and everybody else is like what's this guy doing he's gonna kill himself <laughs> but yeah no for sure um so uh at some point along the way you get into the restaurant world
1: yeah well what happened i stopped doing when i had uh, our son henry a little soon after that i stopped doing my, that the, was what
0: I, our son Bo, my wife wanted Bo and yeah, i wanted my henry. dad's
1: henry so i didn't great, strong, my props. So yeah awesome he's name a little, little hanky little hanky uh, tank, yeah. The tank yeah. yeah but he um when we had him shortly after that i stopped doing it cuz uh my wife like she's she works uh the new york stuff. life and she's yeah. like high up there so she, you know she i would stay home with him during the day but then when she would get off work it was like pretty much it was like tag out and i'd be out all night doing the show and that just yeah. you know that's that, not that's fair after a, for a while yeah, yeah.
0: So I well, stopped. Could, bravo for yeah. for picking up on that. Yeah, no. Well, she helped. Attorney, she I helped. Consider, she, well, helped. Yeah. she alerted <laughs> you to the issue. Yeah,
1: yeah, no. I mean, no, but it, it's obvious. It's obvious yeah. after a while, because you know, I mean, you know, as having a kid, like, and especially, uh, you know, having that little dude, I, I didn't want to go as much as I used to. For sure, that was the thing. It was like back in the day. Yeah, I wanted to be out till forget pretty- three in the morning. I got home at five or six, you know. And it used to be like, even if the show was over early, I was like, yeah, but I'm not going to get to put him to bed. And I was like. I, you know, I got to be where I didn't really want it
0: as it's much. It's got to be you know? a big draw to get you out of the house for sure. Yeah. My daughter's getting to an age now. So my daughter knows your mom. She went to JCC. Okay, and your yeah. yeah. Kind of runs the show over there. All right, yeah. But my daughter's now approaching seven, which I'm learning is the age that you start to – hate your father yeah really <laughs> so but my son Bose too is stuck you're the Amy. world yeah oh yeah. and so I'm you know luckily that's easing my transition into being the enemy for yeah. my daughter as yeah. being the hero for my son but <laughs> there you go yeah no, but you need to get him
1: to put in a few good words for
0: you yeah exactly I yeah, know <laughs> can you talk to her because she's yeah. just not listening to me but uh anyway no I, I hear you yeah it's, you know well my wife and I we always have you know we should go away just just the two of us for the weekend or whatever and usually we get about Four hours in, and we're like, I wonder what they're doing. You know, yeah, man. I, about I would
1: get, I would get like that. You get like so pumped up, and you're like, he's going to the grandparents for the weekend, and I'm not, I'm gonna do whatever I want. And as you're leaving, he's like, I'll really miss you, Dad. Yeah. You're like, Oh my God, forget yeah. it. We yeah. don't have yeah. to do come this. Come back, like, come back. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean but it. But <laughs> of course, and then you're having fun. I mean, you gotta have fun, right, right. Um, but yeah, but anyway, so I stopped doing that, and then I, I screwed around. I had this little project with, called Bronze's Buttons for a little while. Was, oh, okay.
0: Uh, well, yeah. let's not skip over that because that's badass. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I did it. uh, It was out of like literally sitting around with Henry doing nothing during the day and being like, oh, I'll make a few buns and say pow and wham. And then. You know, as I started to do that, my I got a, like you said, my mom runs a preschool, so I snagged a button machine from her. And uh, another friend, Christopher James, who's an amazing musician, he uh he lent me one that he used to use to make his like buttons for when you go on tour. And um I started making them out of old comic books. It was like comic books from it's like the late 70s, idea. early 80s. So that's what it was—the Bronze Age of comics.
0: So my I have two cousins who are graphic designers, and I'm gonna if I remember to, I'm gonna send you one of them because you'd you'd love him. He's right up your alley, nice. and he does like a lot of modern things that are very throwback to that age. And he's, he actually got hired to do a bunch of stuff for Chipotle and for Denny's. And it's a lot of that, like, is it 8 bit, like right, Nintendo right, yeah, yeah, Atari yeah. looking stuff? Yeah. Right up that alley. But I always love that world that, w- that was from our youth. And so, yeah, uh, from, uh, Greg. Greg, you know, from Wolfface that we've talked about, he does these little action figures. Oh, dude, I love his. Have you seen him? Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's another guy called Obvious Plant that does them as well. And I love that stuff. Oh, it's It's hilarious. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So, and I could, yeah. If I was rich, I would have like, uh, like some people would buy like the, all the nice cars and this and that. I would just have tons of like goofy toys and posters and like stuff. Like that would where I'd spend my money. For me, it's sneakers,
0: skateboards. You know, I guess records and T-shirts. Yeah, you know, like yeah. My wife's like, if you bring home another fucking T-shirt, <laughs> I gonna... do. I have
1: a lot of T-shirts. Yeah, also, man, definitely. I've
0: got this whole this whole routine now in place though, where they get ordered to the office, and then they just get they, there's like a, <laughs> good a move, soft good. opening. Then they all just, of a sudden, you're wearing it like, one day. Yeah, and it's like, like, did you wear that to work this morning? Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so I just to of. I work don't remember
1: you owning that shirt.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I got it a while back. Yeah. I just never wear it. But anyway, so uh, now, the, yeah, I know that was popular because I I remember seeing them every. I don't. It's until you came today and told me that was you at not now. That but because I yeah, cafe where yeah. I just had lunch today, I remember seeing them all all the time. What's the uh, record place up on Nebraska?
1: Um,
0: on Nebraska, you mean Keith? No, not not no. Oh, you up mean on the
1: uh, Moho. Place. Oh, um, Mojo? No, not Mojo. Well. It was at, we were at Mojo. Disc
0: exchange or anyway, there's a, there's a, I think they were up there, but anyway, yeah, we were
1: pretty much, uh, yeah, we, I had them in like 14 stores. We were at like Squaresville and like you said, Cafe Hay. Squaresville. We were at Daddy Cool. That sucks. In Squaresville, yeah, it right? was a bummer, man. that has gotta Greg be a guy. Yeah. You know and what, what, what happened to him? I don't, I don't. I just know, yeah, he ended up. Uh, he kept and, that alive for a good,
0: good time. Oh, yeah. I mean, time.
1: he started out, he was on Howard forever. I that, right? Yeah. Across and then he the moved Goods. to Bay to Bay and he was there for another. Four or I five think he'd years, he pretty well just off a
0: of Gasparilla, yeah. and like sports team. Yeah, definitely. Stuff. That's
1: one of those job businesses. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't have an online store.
0: Yeah, like
1: after a while, you got to think like screw brick and mortar, right. and like I'll just sell it out of my house and like mail it out to people. And did you make you know. money off of
0: that? I, I know uh, it was popular. We,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we definitely didn't buy a house off of it or anything, but it was it was fun. If if I spent more time on it, I could have definitely made more money on sure. it. It was one of those things where it was like a side thing and it was fun and for a while, but it was like just me doing it myself. And I had the dude. And then once I decided to do Cast Street, um, there was like no time for that. Like a restaurant is like crazy all the time. But you, you, have to you, live
0: you. In seem to be drawn to these worlds that are a challenge. Like none of these are like, well, yeah,
1: I did the music and then I did the pseudo art. Like I'm no artist, but like we, we end up doing a lot of art shows and like, you know, made art or found art stuff. Why do you think
0: that, why do you think you kind of are in these kind of left of center? I've never been
1: in the big into the business world. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I'm not saying I like, I don't take orders from nobody, but you know, everybody would rather give their own orders or like, you know, and, It it was one of those things where I think after doing Bronze Age buttons for like, I mean, Bronze Age button, broken mold entertainment for like 10. years it was like I couldn't imagine just sitting in an office in front of a computer with some guy like punching in and out and for sure. You know, I and um luckily I have a lot of friends that have supported. Well that's one my thing that stuff, you've been, you've got you know? a, an amazing book of connections yeah, that you've built and, up over And you know it's one of those things you you hopefully you treat enough people good where they like think about you and they're wanting to help you out too. And I've been lucky enough, you know, where I've yeah I've had a good amount of friends and they've helped me out amazing like I I wouldn't do all this by myself I couldn't you know and um so when I did you know, when I did the Bronze Age Buns things, I was getting help. Like Manny from Daddy Cool hired yeah. me, and I was like pricing and cleaning records and stuff. And just to make a little Were you living over dough. that way? No, I was going over
0: the bridge. Oh, wow. And like doing a few now days are Now they're out in the – I I, I, yeah, yeah. I grew up over there, and I can't tell you where they're at. No, yeah, they the I,
1: warehouse I, district area. Which I guess yeah. is becoming
0: a thing. But yeah, yeah. And, I, I went um, there once in the new place, but I was like, I don't even know where I am right now. Yeah,
1: I did a few Bronze Age Buttons things there, and then I did a Cass Street when we first – before we opened Castry when we found out we weren't opening I essentially went back to the promoter roots and like booked a tour of our restaurant right. to like do like little pop-ups around yeah. to kind of get the word out and one of them we did at that new Daddy Cool
0: for record store day actually Restaurant but, business um, seems like it's got to be a motherfucker. Like, yeah. And
1: especially when you happen to time it right before COVID and you happen to time it when your business opens up a couple months later, they rip apart your whole street and no one could get to you. I was you talking anymore. to Mike Lundy, uh, <laughs> over there. Cause you know,
0: they yeah. put up that gorgeous office right yeah, there on yeah. the corner. And I, and he, I was asking him, I was like, did they tell you they were going to do that? And he's like, there might have been a piece of mail that I missed, but literally like, yeah I came to work and the fucking thing was they block, told
1: us like we bought the place after they had already had their meeting about it but our landlord should have told us or whatever but it was one of those things where when they decide to do it they kind of tell you like oh we're doing it next week you yeah know? like it's awesome is that done yet and uh no but they're almost finished what are they up. doing I mean Jesus, they're putting they in storm quicker. yeah it's it's crazy they they're putting in storm uh new right. storm drains and stuff and yeah so they ripped it up a good like you know from hooch and hot right there on the corner all the way to how, um, was it Rome but uh, so great. between that and COVID and everything that that alone and you know what's funny is like when you're first opening up a restaurant everybody's in the restaurant business is like don't do it you know it's like a big mistake it's gonna drive you insane it's gonna just blah 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 yeah. and you're like yeah I get it there might be this and that but you, you know but everybody's like, you never know what'll happen. This could happen. That could happen. And it's like this is one of those things. It's like, you never know. Oh, they'll just shut down your whole street. Or you know, I remember when I was young, they happen that happened to like um a bunch of places in Ybor when they built the trolley. Like they yeah. ripped up that street for so long on eighth. There were up. a bunch of small restaurants that just died. Well, kinda of in, it kinda happened in it's happened
0: a bunch of times in Hyde Park too. You yeah. know, like they it was pecan or one of these places that get in there and then like the rent quadruples or, you know yeah it just gets crazy so yeah the restaurant scene and the club scene i just
1: it's, it's a lot of nights it's well it's of, very you know, hard to do, do if you're consuming. a family person yeah, i would yeah, imagine
0: yeah. uh you know i had joe render senior in here and talking to him about kind of his travails and yeah i mean and,
1: that guy i'm sure yeah. <laughs> have you ever met him before do you know him I'm, I, when i was younger uh, a friend of mine's a friend of mine's sister's best friend married Luke laroe who oh, was yeah. his lawyer. Oh, sure. So when I was younger, we'd sometimes see them and stuff. I and love I, Luke. Yeah. I've tried
0: to, I, Luke keeps promising to come over here, but Luke's kind of He's guys. a
1: super cool guy. He definitely probably doesn't know me, but when I was like in my early teens and yeah. like mid teens, like we would he would be at tons of he and I, family get togethers and stuff.
0: He and I co counseled when Uber entered the scene here. Okay. And the city of Tampa and City of Pinellas County and St. Pete were Ticketing the hell out of Uber drivers because okay. they didn't have all the, uh, licensure that, like all the taxi, taxi drivers. Staff, got you. And you know, the taxi drivers were like, fuck these people. We're not going to let them come in, move in on our territory. Yeah. And in New York, they're hard. Oh, those medallions yeah. are Cause like, they cost so they much money. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. yeah. Mm-hmm. But so Luke and I were on that night. <laughs> I, I got the case and i was like, I know I can go to court and do all the whatever work, but when it comes time to make the argument about this, I wanted it to be Luke because. When I started at the state attorney's office, my wife prosecuted all the ordinance violations and it was all the strip clubs at that time. And Luke was a guy that was in there arguing about cleavage of the Nates and the buttocks yeah, yeah, and yeah. six feet away or six foot rule and blah, 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 blah. And he was brilliant. You yeah. know, I, love, I mean, he's
1: had years of defending, you know, oh, for sure. for but anyway, ever. so the
0: Redner yeah. was where I was going with that. When Redner came in, I don't know if you've listened to that one, but you should, if you haven't, um, Dude's brilliant. Yeah. Just a brilliant business. He understands the he understands people yeah. almost better than anybody I've ever run across. And he just said so many great things. One of the just just an example is he said, "Well, two things. One is he, I never have a ma- a, ma- a guy manage your strip club because you're just you're you're right. destined for right yeah. for <laughs> pre- unwanted pregnancies or whatever yeah. else. So that's number one. But number two is he that's said, if a, if a guy ever gets drunk and gets up on the stage." I don't send my bouncers over there. I just tell the girls to get off the stage. And he's like, as soon as the girls get off the stage, the whole awkward, super awkward, everybody in the, in the, in the place will get that guy off for (laughs) you. True. Yeah. It's just like, that's, you know, that kind of like, you can't learn that. That's just, yeah, it's one of those the experience. Right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so with the restaurant and the clubs, it's always funny, funny to me, which ones make it and which ones don't. And like some places that just have survived forever, you you can't really figure out what they did that other people didn't do or.
1: Yeah, yeah, some places are bad luck. Some places you can, obviously, you're like that or that. But like, yeah, some places it's just wrong, bad. Timing. I mean, I grew up, I grew I up, mean, up
0: in St. Pete going to El Cap all the time. Great, yeah. great, great, great burgers burger. Around, yeah. But I mean, by the math, that place shouldn't work. Right. It's not right. In a place that it should work. The parking sucks. The seating sucks. No, yeah, the yeah. bathrooms. Well, suck, that's one of know. those.
1: Yeah, if you make it long enough to where you could be legendary, kind where of grandfathered people don't care, in. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like I remember the old goody goody. Like they had I, the worst service in the world. Yeah, but pe- it would still be packed all yeah. the time because it was a you goody- become like, there was hallowed no one- legendary. Yeah. Or like even um, what's the place in Ebor? Oh my god, I can't believe I'm blanking on that. But there's the Spanish place in Ebor. And, uh, the service is known to be like bad. Uh, yeah. But like, they give you so much food. It's so good. And like, people still go and they're like, yeah, we could take it. She'll, well, go that's what us. killed me about New She'll World. She'll or give us a dirty look right. or something. But I want that part, food. Of, part so I don't of really it. care. It's like-
0: well, and that's the, what, you know, I, I, I never, I never got to be a part of or be in the world of New World Brewery when it was a thing. i I've eaten there before. Right, right. I love the fucking, you know, the you barbecue. Go, oh my lunch, God. It yeah, was yeah, the best yeah. thing ever. But. I kind of came in on the tail end of that, right before they closed gotcha. up. But here's so many great stories about that place, oh, the man. bands that played there, and I, I don't even—I've not even laid some eyes on some of the best
1: them. nights of my life there without, a doubt. yeah.
0: Did, how do you know this? The new place, the
1: new—I, I have not because it happened to open up just around Again, when everything went crazy right. with me and my. Because yeah, I've had so many things going on in my life in the last few months, aside from COVID. So it's like I've been been out much at all my dad's sick and i spend a lot of time with him oh. so i can't like you know go to too many places i like mask up usually like crazy and like get i don't know the last time i've been to a bar or
0: restaurant like i was just having that yeah. conversation with a buddy of mine uh an attorney over in in pinellas right now is his, his wife's mom is pretty sick with the yeah. cancer and i w- lost you know with losing i lost both my parents right before COVID, like two years, the right. two years leading up to, oh, man. So and I, I think, that. well, the positive of it is, yeah. I didn't have, I don't have to worry about them through this, and I got yeah, to be dude, was- by their side. I-, I held both of them in my hands when they passed, well, and I think man. about how many people. It's a good thing. Don't for get me. that. Oh, thing. when
1: my dad went in for, he, he had a triple bypass. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, not to turn this downer part, but he, he, we found out he had cancer. And when he was taking his first chemo thing, he had a minor heart attack. So then they sent him, he has a triple bypass and it went from, Oh, he was going in to get a treatment to now I don't see him for like two weeks. It's insanity. It's crazy. And it's like just the timing of it's horrible.
0: And you think when well, the oh, president yeah. says shit like, you know, don't let it, yeah, you know, yeah, it's fine. Dominate your deal. life. Yeah, it's it's like, like you are the yeah. most tone deaf motherfucker yeah. in the world.
1: And that's the thing. It's either it's, and sometimes it's not even tone deaf. He just doesn't really give a shit. I think, I, don't I think know people give is. him too much, not yeah. enough credit for how horrible he can be. Is I think sometimes he just doesn't, doesn't care, care at yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is, yeah, definitely worse. Uh, stupid. You could be like, oh, sorry, I didn't get it. But sometimes I think he isn't trying to
0: get it. So how involved uh, are you in, in, uh, Tom's, Kind of new. Um, I
1: helped him, uh, because it just coincided with me. Like I said, I've had to step back from doing pretty much a lot of stuff because I'm between taking, helping taking care of my dad and doing the e learning kindergarten every day. Like, that's pretty much my day. So I, uh, had been talking to Tom when he was going through this and I was like, you know, if I could help you in any way, seeing I'm sitting at home, dude, just give me a holler if you want me to. And, um, he just hit me up. He was like, listen, I'm doing, I'm going to start building like my, Come back. I'm trying to figure out like a few things. You know, I have to wait to see what the city does and this or that, but I'm targeting this. And if you, I, I'm just going to book everything in house now because it's going to be so small and I want to just do it my way and figure everything out my way. He's like, if you want to help me do some of that and work for crowbar. And I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? I'd love to help out. And, you know, I've been away for so long and I miss it all the time. Every facebook memories will kill you you know oh, for, oh, well, this, <laughs> like for this me is like every facebook memory is this day yeah. is these you know this year this year this show this year that show and i look at it over and over i'm like oh man so i was like yeah i'd love to and i love tom and i love the place and anything i could do to help i'm all about it so he's like let's start booking you know all of october november december and i'm like all right so i started helping him do that and now i'm gonna Kind of help him with that and the promotion and how do you think it'll shows and
0: how do you think it'll this is this is so I, you know, I, I've been talking to him a little bit about booking a show in December, right? Right. And, uh, I, my first foray into that world. So I don't consider it from an angle that the artists do and the other people do, but, uh, you know, I, it hadn't occurred to me at first, but do you think you're going to be able to, have an atmosphere that's fun for the bands to, to play in? I think a
1: lot of the bands, I mean, obviously there's not going to be the people jammed together, you know, screaming and right. jumping and dancing and stuff like that because – uh, the plan is it's going to be mainly seated. There'll be a few like socially distanced areas. to stand, Which is going to cater but, more
0: to a certain type um, of music, I think. Yeah,
1: it, it will. But we're—I mean—we're still going to have a couple of metal bands sure. there. We're still going to have a few rap acts there. I mean, yeah. it's going to be uh, everything. It's right. just going to be like a different way of seeing it. Right. But I think a lot of these bands are so anxious just to play and, and fans just to that, go. I, I mean, I mean a, a band that loves music could have one fan in the crowd and they'll play like it's fucking massive right, square guard. Right, right, So if you're a band that likes music and maybe you don't have all these people, but you got a 100 people sitting there and clapping for the songs and some of them sing along, this and that, I mean, I think you're still – the people that go to these shows are gonna be music lovers. Yeah. They're not gonna be people that, you know, if you're, I can't if wait. you're one. Yeah, I can't wait to I mean, see. I, want to see I mean, I wanna see Achilles, I wanna
0: see Have Gun will travel. Yeah, I, I'm some pretty of
1: the- excited for Florida Night Heat. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they haven't played yeah. for like three years since actually New World's final uh show was their okay. last show because two of the guys moved, but they're actually reuniting because how much they love Crowbar. I got them all to come and they're reuniting, they're playing a show on uh Halloween. So I'm pretty excited for that because I love those guys. I haven't seen them for like three years. So. I, well, I, it, there's some
0: synchronicity in kind of – in my own little universe of me becoming more and more aware of local acts. You yeah. know, I've become friends – Friendly with Keith at Microgroove and Elliot, you know Elliot Mayo from uh, Reeds yeah. and Vacancy. And, I,
1: I know of him, but yeah, well, he's yeah, really sure. gotten me into a yeah. lot of the
0: heavier local bands like Horsewhip and some of these other people yeah, that yeah, come yeah. out. And so, I, as I'm, as I'm, kind of falling in love again with music, but on the local scene instead of the national scene the prospect of that being what's going to be playing more yeah. kind of excites me. It's it kind is. of a, it's, yeah. yeah,
1: it's, I mean, it's the people who are really loving it. You know, it's not like, the grind like, Oh, we're going to do this set tonight that we did last night that we did the night before, like the people that are sure, you know, and, and like I said, there's still that trepidation of going out. So the people that are willing to do it, it's like, they're wanting to play right. like they're ready. Right. They know, so I'm, I'm pretty excited too. another band auto automatic. We have playing for crowbars, um, anniversary party. They haven't played. I think their, their last show was also newer. All these people came out and played for new year's final. I mean, new world's final show. So they're another one. I don't think they've played since that. So there's going to be a few bands that you just haven't got to see in forever. Also, besides the bands that you just haven't got to see for the last six months, which feels like forever. You got to do me this favor.
0: So Greg's got this hardcore band from the early two thousands. They put out a couple albums on Bandcamp called next season. Okay. And, I, i've been listening to them a ton and i've been bitching them out every day It's like you got to put this on spotify you got it and if you if you if you do a reunion tour you got to do it locally yeah yeah next season which is a it's funny because he's always got a theme for his band next season is a star wars reference so like <laughs> like like Wolfface okay. is you know t-wolf yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of a star wars hardcore band
1: they will face man yeah those guys are great they also did i did um, a thing called real deal thursdays uh-huh. at toms we did once a month we would uh do a movie and that and have a band play the soundtrack. Oh my god! And
0: uh, ideal for that. Oh, it
1: was great. But for them, instead of playing the soundtrack, we just had them play. Yeah. It was like watch his autobiography first, and then you know have Wolfface come well, out. You guys were play. supposed to but
0: do was it pre fest when that whole thing went away, and I think they were going to come
1: uh well i never did prefest, but, yeah, but tom, tom, yeah, yeah yeah tom was yeah tom did that pbr mostly booked that themselves or tony f- yeah. from no idea records and all that they booked all that so
0: but. when the e-learning dries up for you <laughs> and all this i mean have you put? i'd, too I'd much- like
1: to get fully back into it i mean if we if there's starts to be bigger tours or we you know just more people i mean the deal with crowbars the idea is for right now we do it this way and if you know, things get better. We start letting a few more people in and we start letting a few more people in. And we ease into it. I mean, you know, the hope is that sometime it becomes, you know, what it used to be. I right. don't know if it'll ever become exactly what it used to be. But- it,
0: yeah. Cause I mean, my, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of all types of music, but my, right. my heart is the metal and the hardcore and all that. Yeah. So the not having that pit i mean i don't even go into the pit anymore but not yeah, but having that the, there is yeah part of the experience i mean that's like, yeah you know it's you don't have different. to be in
1: it to get yeah for it to get, get the you riled up and get the it. adrenaline pump yeah the heart pumping and right. stuff it just you know it gets you into it and uh all that even just the the dancing like all that shit it's gonna be it's gonna be a while before it's back to semi-normal but i'm 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 down to get back into it. I, I missed it a lot. So, before
0: um, you go, and I'm going put, put you on the spot, but yeah. are there any like top three shows, top five, <sighs> like just ones that were either um, crazy or amazing or caught you off guard or that I've put
1: on or seen?
0: Either way. Either or. I just love, love um, hearing these stories from people. The,
1: my favorite thing I ever did is the uh, Real Deal Thursday. We did um, with Have Gun Will Travel, speaking okay. to Scott, we did uh, The Last Waltz. Oh, okay. And I booked, I booked Have Gun as the band. And then aside from Sean Kyle helped me pick two people better than that, I picked every act essentially as like, you know, this guy will play this person to come on. This act will play this person to come on. And, um, all of them were so cool. I mean, Have Gun alone to trust me to be like, yeah, we'll do that. And yeah, you could tell this person we've never worked with before that he can play with us on this song. Right. You You could tell. And, um, That was such a great night. It was crowbar. It was sold out. It went perfect. Um, and it's like it would become a family. It's like the last waltz crew of people. Like, and that was was the best thing I ever did. That was November. This November will be five years. Does it exist on video anywhere? You know, not only does it exist on video, we, a guy filmed it. This guy, Ryan Siebel, who's like a great, him and this guy, John Joe, both filmed it. Okay. Uh, they used to do some, film some stuff for, um, uh, GMF. Okay. That's how we found it. I want them. to ask you about GMF go too, but yeah. But, um, they, they filmed it and they he made a documentary of us doing it and their documentary of us covering a documentary ended up getting accepted to Gasparilla Film Fest. Where can I find it? And, this? uh, on YouTube. Is it? If you go have gun, will travel last waltz. But then we got asked, um, to do it again for, um, a thing the Holocaust Museum in St. Pete was doing for, um, Bill Graham. Okay. And, uh, Phil Graham, Bill Graham. Uh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, but for Phil Graham, the Holocaust Museum did this big thing about him and they, and you know, they did the original last waltz was at the winterland ballroom, his place. So they asked if we would do it again. And we did at the palladium again with almost everybody, but two people had moved out of town and couldn't do it. So we replaced them. But, um, and it was, it was great. Again, do you get stressed out about these shows? I get stressed about every
0: show do
1: you there's not a show i am like <laughs> that was the only thing of not doing shows anymore for a while it was like not looking out that door to see people come in is that what like, the stress is that that's part of it but it's it's really everything you want everybody to have a good time and that's the thing with a promoter you know I'm the, trying to think of all you, the things you that want the go fans have the a show. good time you the want the a good time.
0: the band doesn't show everything no one comes somebody gets show, into a fight someone shot, climbs on stage yeah.
1: someone gets hurt being stupid someone you know um and and that's why Crowbar is always such a great place because Tom is such an amazing help. Like, no, I've worked with tons of venues, tons of venues in Tampa, Orlando, St. Pete, um, Sarasota. I mean, even been to like a lot of venues and met the people in like Atlanta and Athens right. and Connecticut and stuff. And um, no one. Like Tom, where Tom Tom is there when the band shows up to load in. Tom is helping them load in. Tom is there for the whole day. Because he's from Tom Philly. Tom was there before. Because he's from Philly. He's got not that, Philly. Don't tell Philly. Oh, sorry, Pittsburgher. Yeah, yeah. He's he's closer to Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. My, my point what's is, what's the, is is the mistake by the lake? It's some. It's oh, some. Sorry, It's Tom. the name of the city. Don't beat me up. Yeah, yeah. He's a Penn State boy.
0: Well, my my point is though, he's he's, 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 got, the, he's got that blue collar. Oh yeah, of, no, he's the those blue collars again, and he's the
1: last one to leave. He's there to help. So like when you did a show bar, there was a little less worry because you knew Tom was going to be there and Tom was going to have your yeah. back and Tom's staff is always really well run because Tom is the one who does it, you know, and like Mike Rodriguez, who's the head of the security at Tom, you know, you know, they're going to be on point and they're not going to mess around and they won't be overly roughing people there's, up. They're, there's yeah. that thing. Oh, there, God. There's the other way too. There's a lax security that lets everything slide and it will screw it up. And then there's, there's ones like a bunch of guys that don't make got their own trouble. with everybody. Yeah. yeah you know, for sure. Um and so the. But every show, you're just you want it. To, if you're if you're doing it right and you care about it, you want everything to work out perfect. So, in my, I'm just so he's like the worrier, you know that. But once. By the final band, usually I'm starting to chill out and enjoy the band. So yeah. But at the beginning of every show, I'm freaking out. Now, with you, the last waltz with all the moving pieces, that was one of those. Can it work sounds out? Sounds amazing. I'm, I'm going to go home tonight. But as I'm it was that. happening, yeah. like, smile ear to ear for me because it did work out. So, like, it kind of melted the fear away after the very first song. I was like, oh, okay. Right. We're doing this and it's working and everybody's here. And, um, and then the Palladium thing, they filmed that as well. And that, that wasn't as much documentary style. That was straight up just the concert right. itself. But that looked great because, by then Ryan was like oh now I know what to do and I got these new toys that I want to use and so for sure yeah but it was um that was definitely the best as far as the show itself and like what it brought because like I said these bands that they never worked with now they're like friends and they would go to each other's shows like Monica Delgado is amazing vocalist plays keyboard she plays a lot of like more like soul music and some reggae stuff with this group Guam Massive and stuff like that she had her own group Hotbox um Great name. Uh, And I'd be remiss. Their drummer, uh, Kinosabi Hercules just passed away. I saw that. Big part of the Florida music scene. Yeah, I saw that. Tampa music scene. And it's a shame. He was a great guy. Literally never not a smile on that guy's face. Yeah. Um, but her, she was one of the, uh, singers for like, she played one of the staple singers. Yeah. You know, and their, their worlds can be more, apart, but she showed up and she had a great time and she was amazing. And then like, she had a show at the hub and you look behind you and all the have gun guys are lined up there watching her. They came to her show. Right. Now. It's like that love, like even I'm, I'm being lame, but I get a little goosebumps because that no, that's I, what I, that's I, what I, I love about you. it. The the relationships that I made in those 10 years. I mean, I met my wife at crowbar at a show that I was throwing at a MERS it, hip hop show. It's so true. And, and I, it's not, like, you know,
0: not to compare my situation to your situation, but this this effectively started with me having lunch with Greg, and I had met Sean at at uh, Four Green Fields, and then I was just like, "Well, I know I can get a bunch of attorneys on, but maybe I can get someone to music every right, right. again." And then I was, was like, "Well, you should talk to this person. Well, you should talk to this person. Well, you should talk to this person." And yeah. So now I'm like, the mind reels like, "Send me that person. Send me this person. Send this other person." But it's great because it it is very collegial. It is very fraternal. It is very I don't I don't hear a lot. I'm not to say that it's not out there, but I don't hear a lot of shit talking. You know, and even if to-
1: there is, it's like more of a brotherly thing. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, there, there's, you end up making up. Yeah. Like with all the promoters in town, we were a rare town, like bands would be shocked, like how, we'd all get along pretty right. good and we'd pump each other's shows if we didn't have a show that Even night. Even in different types of music. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And it, and it was one of those things where like, you know, there'd be times where it'd be like that dick took that show, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. you'd be pissed at each other. And then the next week your co- pr- your co- you're co bill- yeah. doing the show together, you know? And it's, it was one of those things where it's definitely familial. It's, you know, I, I think of all the I'm, you know, there's people that are like my best friends, like in my wedding party was like, mostly all people I met there was like two old old friends but mainly it was all people I'd known from meeting from this business and it was because like you spend a lot of nights like super late with each other spilling your souls out and like you know talking about that great night and that high off having a great concert a great show and you know, that's, that's, the, that's the shared about. experience. You
0: know. Well, before I send you home to Henry, I want to yeah. get I want to get just a, a, a quick quick uh, glimpse of your time on the board with uh, GMS. I I wasn't on the board. Or whatever was, your well, involvement what we was, we did.
1: Um, we were essentially. Uh, David Cox and, uh, Jeff Hunt first, um, I know Jeff. had talked to Phil, uh, my old, my partner, Phil Benito, Broken Mold. Um, I knew Jeff already. I didn't really know Dave. I knew David a little. We had done something. He was on the, uh um, every year Gasparilla I try and get Jeff to reach out to Dinosaur Jr. Was like, yeah. <laughs> Dinosaur Jr. Dinosaur Jr. <laughs> uh, just, we had done some stuff at Gasparilla International Film Fest and that's how we knew Dave and, um, we had me and Phil had been kicking around cause Curtis six and it just opened up and we're, and I had done that thing with Manny forever ago in the, in the amphitheater back in the day. Yeah. you know. And it was like, it was one of those full circle moments. And we were talking about, Oh, well we need to use this new park and blah, blah, blah. And me and Phil had always wanted to do a bigger festival cause we'd already been doing that Annie Warp festival. And, um, those guys were thinking the same thing, and they, like, asked Phil to meet. And I'm like, all right, well, you meet up with those dudes. I'm going to do this, and tell me what you think. And he's like, dude, I think this is, like, a real thing. And I'm like, all right. So we started um, putting together the festival. Like, we were essentially the people who booked the acts, ran the production stage kind of – Got a hold of all the press, just like from putting on the show aspect or, right. you know, doing the structure of like all the paperwork for the city and all the, you know, putting together a board and making it like a non-for-profit. They had the business side and brought a lot of people in. And um, my partner, Phil, ended up being on the board, but Broken Mold was essentially their like promotion, production, and, you know, booking for the first few years and then – um, I was there for five years, and yeah. Were you there when I that, was the it Okeechobee what
0: was the one that just opened up a little bit south, and then it became a competition for grabbing? Yeah, I, they that was after you. Yeah, I was I, there
1: the first five or six years, I'd say, and then yeah, that's only been the last three years, and I think they're in like their tenth year. It was uh, I just
0: remember uh, hearing kind of through the grapevine yeah. that Father John Misty wanted like sixty thousand dollars or something, and then dude, I'm
1: sure it's way more than
0: that. Well, whatever it was, yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, crazy. Our, our <laughs> first
1: year, just for shits and giggles yeah. we hit up this guy well we hit a guy up and he was talking about his roster and he said van morrison was on his roster and phil was like well what van morrison want and the guy's like oh you could probably get van for like 500 grand it's like that's our whole budget yeah yeah, not even like yeah Yeah. that's our whole budget for a couple years like you know at that time I'm sure it's close now I don't know what their budget is now but like the first few years yeah that wasn't even and like there's guys that get that and then as the festival thing became bigger and bigger there's people that just live off. you know there's a band that's like we're just going to tour all the festivals this year and you know charge an insane amount to each one of them and they're usually all huge and sponsored by huge companies so they're paying it and it's like harder for so it's impressive what they've been Able to pull off because know, it's really hard happen? to get. Yeah, I don't know. They just like, got under the gun this that? year. Like that's literally one of my last memories. Yeah. Pre so I have been, like So I have been to pre-COVID. a concert this year.
0: That was the only concert I've been to this year. Yeah,
1: I went to that. And then there was an after party Sunday night at Old Derry Sunday um, with Dayla. Yeah. They uh, they were DJing. Macia from Law was DJing. Yeah. And that's, I, I want to say that's the last thing That was I right saw. as it was like. It was one of those things. There were bands mentioning it. Yeah. Like it was like just at the early stages where you're like, oh, this might fuck up a couple months of our life. Right. <laughs> like when you thought things would actually oh maybe God. get taken care of. But yeah, I um, there was no mass then. I remember remember. remember it wasn't a big deal i don't remember seeing anyone maybe one or two people were wearing a mask um
0: yeah but yeah that could you imagine going to that now under the oh no
1: no one's Uh, going to anything now i mean i know like bonnaroo canceled and coachella canceled and um you know they have till march but i don't see anybody scheduling. i hear a lot of people saying 2022 now that's what i've heard I've, I've heard, i've heard i've heard yeah i've heard mid i've heard anywhere from late 2021 to early 2022 Unless something crazy happens, like you know, maybe we hire the we get the right person in the office that'll actually embrace science and help us out. Yeah, not to get political. Oh, we can get yeah. Political. Did you, <laughs> but, watch, did you yeah. watch the fly last night? Yes, I did. I did. I <laughs> loved it. People get all upset about like joking about, but I'm like, we all know what's going on, and we're all depressed. If we could get like two minutes of humor in our lives about like and uh, like mocking them. Like I don't know. I, it, it's one of those things. I, I know if you can't I laugh
0: at it. How can you? And, and live we're through
1: unfortunately it. in. The part in the, in the world now where everyone watching that debate isn't getting swayed one way or the other. Everybody watching that debate's either wanting to watch Kamala rip him up right. or him rip her apart. There's no one like, I want to hear what these guys really have to say. What scares me. I mean, me, they don't even answer the questions yeah. anymore of the debate. It's just each of them kind of throwing their campaign rhetoric out for everybody to, you know, no,
0: pursue. 100%. But scares me though. And is, is, is I don't like hearing this double digits and this, you know, yeah, yeah, like, I don't want to hear that. That's like like deja
1: vu. Like, well,
0: here's the other thing, and not to be super, super. Like, I'm not a conspiracy guy at all. Like, I really, I, I, as much as possible, always say there's a reasonable explanation for something, right? 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 Or what? You know, nine eleven is not, you know, all blah 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 blah. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, this is probably what happened, or Kennedy, or whatever. But there has been a huge uptick lately of people friend requesting me in Facebook. (laughs) Really. Yeah, huh. and it's not like when it's people, people you don't know at all. Well, when it's people because of the with, show, it's like, oh, they know Sean Kyle, or they know Sean O'Brien, right, or they right. know Tom DeGeorge, or they know whatever. It's a lot of like one friend or two friends. Yeah, yeah. And it's
1: really when I get that, it's usually a Facebook prostitute. But <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: well, that, yeah, yeah, no, but it's like it, check out these it, pictures. I'm like, I'm this like is this site. is this a bunch of like Russians sitting in a warehouse? Yeah, outside, right. You know.
1: You get that a lot when you like, unfortunately look at the comments of a shared news article and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah, like, I try so hard not to, cause then I'll hop into some argument and then it's oh. like the never ending. I try so hard not to get into the arguments anymore. It's tough. The bandwidth is so short for that right 26 now. 26 days, 20 something days. Yeah. And it won't, and, but it's not like everybody says that and it's like, it's not going to magically end there. Well, the that's divisiveness. 26 for knowing if it's going to be a blowout or not. Cause if it's anything close, oh, it's is going yeah, to be a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Oh my God. It's going to be four fucking or five Five month nightmare. Oh god, I just It'll don't be, I just don't even It like. has to be a blowout this is the only way we could possibly Please be make like, it a blowout. Yeah. Please make it a blowout. Um And that's what scares me is, like you said, you see that now and it's like, I really remember it supposedly being a blowout for Hillary forever. And the same thing, it's like deja vu, like the third party people are speaking up more, the people that are voting for Trump, I mean, voting for Biden, but have problems with them or voicing their problems more and more. So it's one of those things as we get closer to the day of, like, you know. Well, like you just, all your Republican uh, friends that say, I'm not voting for him, but no one sees them in the voting booth. So, you know, like you're like how many of them are actually not only that, just, like, but I
0: mean, 26 days, is a lot of time to go to war with Korea or Iran or whatever, yeah, what the fuck or, ever. Or, you know?
1: or a Supreme court issue that we're having. Like, who knows what's going to come from that? Like, you know, cause well, so they've the made it to where we can't people can't got covid from
0: that rose card. Meeting. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But not,
1: not the good COVID. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they all got that light case. They all COVID got COVID light that doesn't yeah, kill you. It's yeah. like crazy. Uh, but they, yeah, it's, it's one of those things are we're, yeah, we're in such a, who knows with anything anymore. The movie business, who knows when you're ever going to see a oh, movie in a yeah, the movie theater my anymore. My cousin works in uh, Atlanta. Like, He's an assistant director yeah. and
0: he got just royally fucked. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. It's a
1: mess. I've got, I've got a buddy that was working on the show for HBO and yeah, he all of a sudden like had a lot of time on his hands, you know, and there's um, stuff like, Even a buddy, this guy, I'm Facebook friends. I'm, I'm just friends with mostly from Facebook. We have booked a band of his a few times and stuff like that. But he, um is a chef for, uh, cinema, um, Cine Bistro? Cine Bistro. And he was just pointing, posting something. I was like, where is, can I get that? And he's like, "Cinema Bistro, we're open again. And I'm like, I really want to go eat that there, but I'm so scared to go. And uh, some friends tag themselves at tenant. They're like, there's no one else here. It's just us and two other people just go at this time. I want to go see and that. And it's like, but, yeah. I want to go, but I am still, I just Why can't her? bring myself to do it, man. I think of that scene in outbreak uh, when the person sneezes in the movie theater. Yeah. And you see the little particles through yeah, the whole theater yeah, and everybody yeah. laughing and aha, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, oh my, god, that's all I think of every time. But I want to go so bad. I love movies. I, love, I heard, you know? I
0: heard that because they pushed back James Bond, a bunch of theaters are closing again. Yeah,
1: uh, Regal Re- or Regency Regal announced they're closing all their 500 and something theaters. They're like huge. I guess they're number one in England, but they have like 400 and something here. Yeah, they're closing them all, and uh, they're like, I don't know if we'll ever open again. And like all the Marvel movies, I know they're going to end up. I mean, at least they have Disney Plus. They'll end up start throwing right. stuff on streaming, right? But uh, they keep pushing them back. But I mean, eventually you got to release, release the stuff to make some yeah. Because I really don't know when there's going to be time you're going to have a sold out movie theater again.
0: Yeah,
1: like it's. I mean, I know it's not bouncing around like you're in a show, but you're still just sitting back to back. you're like right next to everybody in that theater. I, I'm,
0: I'm thinking of this horrible. Ge- I shouldn't say it, but yeah. it, it was it was just something about. <laughs> Covid was the worst thing that could ever happen, to mass murders or something. Yeah, like oh, that. that's
1: what I mean. Remember that whole thing? <laughs> that it was like the first the month concern. with no school shootings. It yeah. was like the month that well, do they you remember shut down JCC? <laughs> Yeah. That oh, guy really? that was doing that? Yeah. Dude, my like, mom, I was scared to death for my mom. Yeah. Man. And that's why I would tell people, like, my friends who would be for Trump, and they're like, but he's good for my money and stuff. I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand how it affects my life, like, not monetarily, like, yeah. worried about the life of my family. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad, like, I'm glad
0: you're playing, paying you know, less taxes. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: like, you know, and there's- Yeah. There's so many things like that. Like I, like I was just saying, like school shooting, there was no school shootings for two months because there was no school for two months. Like, you know, we, we were forced to calm down and sit at home and like, you know, and then that drove people crazy in a different way. But
0: well, I appreciate you coming by. Our families are going to start blowing yeah, up. Yeah, no, no. Minute, Thank you for but, having uh, me. No, you're awesome. It was a good time. Uh, hopefully you come back on. And, yeah, uh, definitely.
1: I, I'm going to try to get uh, Andre Jones from Florida Night Heat to come on at the next
0: month. I, 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 I will wash your car. I'll yeah, do whatever, no. you, whatever you need me to do. To yeah, at the get... end of this
1: month, because he's flying in town from New York for the Florida Night Heat show for Halloween. That's I'll try badass. to get him on. He's uh, definitely a fun conversation. So. Awesome. Thank you yeah. so much for coming by. No, thanks for pleasure. having me, Josh. You're I appreciate guy.
0: it. All right.